Coming up, we'll tell you about the Illumination Sparkling Dessert Party, and we'll discuss rumors that Universal may be bringing back King Kong. We also have the results of last week's poll, where we asked you to rate your favorite Disney resorts. And a little later on, we'll tell you about some good strategies to save money on your next Disney Cruise Line vacation. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 692 for the week of April 1st, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Let the experts at Dreams save you money on your next Disney vacation by watching for discounts even after you book your trip. It's just one of the many free services Dreams Unlimited offers it to its clients, all for the same price you'd pay if you booked it yourself. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, Kathy Whirling, Corey Martin. Back in the production nook, our producer, Dustin West, along with associate producer, Craig Williams. And uh, before we get started, we have to congratulate Uncle Dustin West. Oh, yeah. The uh, birth of his niece. Yeah. Did you uh, cut the cord? <laughs> Did you keep the posada? Oh, my gosh. Happened, uh, <laughs> happened, happened yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I should say the name or not. I don't know how, like, my brother is wanting to tell people and stuff like that. So, but it's a it's a little baby girl. Act it out so we can guess. <laughs> I guess. You know what? I guess it's okay, right? It should be fine. I, I would imagine. Yeah, it's uh, it's Millie Louise West. Oh, that's oh, nice. That's yeah. really cute. Eight pounds, ten ounces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his poor sister in law was in labor for thirty six hours. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Yeah. Um, before they finally had to do a C section, and yep. uh, but mother and child doing well. Everybody's so. okay. Congratulations, Congratulations. To Dustin awesome. and his family. That's always a, always an exciting uh, event. He was pulling his hair out yesterday waiting uh, for yeah, news. I was a little worried, but it all that ended up good. explains the bald spots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Also, in housekeeping this week, we want to remind everybody that even though we have stopped accepting submissions for our photo contest, we are still taking votes on the best photos. And uh, we're encouraging everybody, head out to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash disunplugged, and vote for your favorites. Um, you know, vote for the photos you think should win. You can vote for as many photos as you like. You can only vote for each photo once a day, but you can go back every day and keep voting. Uh, we're going to keep the voting open until April 14th, and then we are going to announce the winners of the grand prize on our show live April 15th. And I'm very excited about it, but I've also decided that uh, we're going to come up with another couple of categories uh, to give away some prizes. We're not giving away any more trips, but we'll give away some some nice other prizes to folks uh, that uh, members of the team are going to choose uh, some of the winners for those prizes. Uh, Ooh, of yay. course, of course, the uh, uh, the winner of the the big trips, the winners of the big trips, the seven day six night trip to Walt Disney World and the five day five night trip to Disneyland are going to be determined by votes. The 
uh, photo with the most votes will win. So go and vote for the photos you think deserve to take home the prize. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook.com slash Diz Unplugged. We'll also have a link to it in the show notes page, uh, DizUnplugged.com, where you can go and cast your votes. Go back every day. Vote for as many photos as you would like. But remember, you can only vote for one photo uh, once per day. You can only vote for a photo once per day. I would also say that if you uploaded a photo there, make sure you you know, ask your family and friends to go vote for your photo, too. Exactly. I've seen a lot of people uh, sharing that on Facebook, and it's really, it's really good. Use your friends, too, to go vote for your photo. Absolutely. So um, speaking of contests, uh, next week we're going to be launching a new monthly contest that we're going to be running every month for the end of the year where you're going to be able to win a three-day, two-night stay at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. And uh, we'll have details on that for you next week, so be sure to tune in. And while we're talking about the Swan and Dolphin, I want to let everybody know that we're going to be doing a special live Easter show from the Swan and Dolphin, Saturday, April 19th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, it's uh, just something we thought we'd do for Easter, kind of do something special for Easter, and uh, Swan Dolphin invited us to come do it there. So uh, April 19th, that's a Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, we'll be going live from the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. And, of course, if you're in town or you live locally and you'd like to come join us for that, by all means, come on over. We're going to be set up somewhere out at the pool, I believe, is where they're going to have us, provided the weather is good. If not, we're going to be inside. But um, Well, talk about old school. That was our first one. That was our first live show. Our first, yeah. Yeah, our first remote show. We didn't actually go out live. I, that's but what we, I meant. Yeah, but we our were, first, yeah, live audience. That's where yeah. I met Yvette Namil for yeah, the first was, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, I a couple of our us, folks yeah. there. So very excited, very excited to do that. Always, always fun to go visit our our, our buddies over at the, the Swan and Dolphin. They've uh, they've been great friends and great partners with us for, God, it's 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 seventeen years now, seventeen years. The first time we were ever offered advertising was three months after I launched the site and it was by the Swan and Dolphin by the same woman we still work with amazing woman Audrey Cornu we've been working with her for 17 years and I turned her down flat I was like no we're not taking advertising she's like one day you will and when you do please let me be your first phone call and when we did start taking advertising she was our first phone call and our first advertiser and we've had this amazing relationship with them for for many many years uh, love the hotel, love the love the the restaurants, the dining in particular is just phenomenal. So April nineteenth, Saturday, three p.m. Going out live, special Easter show. Be sure to join us for that. Um, not, another thing I wanted to mention, um, I think we have some slides to show for this for those who are watching the show. Um, a couple weeks ago on our Flower and Garden Festival uh, coverage, I had mentioned the those beautiful fairy houses that are in the. Um, uh, in the butterfly garden and how mm-hmm. I wish they would sell them. Well, it turns out they do. And the artists who make them, um, Vicki Yarborough and her sister, I believe her name is Rhonda, um, are at Flower and Garden. I, they're not there. I, I don't know if they're still there. They were there for about a week um, selling okay. the fairy houses. And they are gorgeous. They are. They're beautiful. And um, they do have a website, um, which uh, the, the name of the company is called uh, Prop... Prop Duster Department, the website Prop Duster, D-E-P-T, short for department.com. And uh, we're going to put the link to their website uh, up. You can see see their work. Uh, if you are interested in buying any from them, 
uh, they suggest that you e- email them because they, they, they're, they're constantly, like, selling out of things and, you know, they make one-of-a-kind pieces. Yeah, so, I was just about to say that. So you email them and then they'll send you uh, they'll send you a list of what they have available and the prices and they'll ship pretty much anywhere. Um, so if, if – and, and the, these are actually made uh, – they tell you you can put them outside, but they last a lot longer if you keep them inside. Oh, yeah. And uh, they are absolutely – Gorgeous. According to the the slide that we just uh, showed, that's actually in the fairy garden. They have a sign there saying that they'll be in that um, location until April sixth. April sixth. Oh, okay. So, uh, go check them out online. And, I like uh, that one. We have we have no relationship with them at all, other than I just think they're they're these fairy houses are absolutely adorable. They're abs- They're beautiful. And they're you know they're sitting out there making them, and I like that it's um, it's kind of that found item art. You know they turn these found items like that one was a, a roller skate, a child's roller skate, and they've turned it into a fairy a house. Fairy yeah, house. it's cute. It's really really cute. So uh, go check them out again. We'll have links to that in the show notes page, disunplugged.com. Uh, we want to remind everybody uh, about the Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged, which goes up every Thursday. This week, Tom Bell takes a look at the best western. In Anaheim, plus uh, Stovall's Inn, which I've never heard of. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you familiar with it? Yeah, if you drive around that area, Stovall's Inn is one of those I, hotels. I, are... I never leave. I never leave, <laughs> leave property. I never leave property. Um, also, Tony Spatel reports on some big upsets in this year's Disneyland Dining March Madness Tournament. So be sure to check them out Thursdays at disunplugged.com. You can also subscribe to them on iTunes, all that information on the show notes page, but be sure to go check out Tom and his team and their awesome, awesome show, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Um, now, last week, we... Uh... Wait, I'm looking at the wrong script here. Um, oh, there you go. Um, last week, we uh, did a, a segment on FastPass Plus, which we've gotten a lot of great feedback Um on, and I appreciate that. Uh, one of the things that was mentioned, though, was that uh, you know we weren't we, we had said that you know when people call Disney to make a reservation, we didn't think they would be taking the time to explain FastPass Plus and all this other stuff to them because you know they want them on and off the phone. They want them taking as many many phone calls as possible. As I sit here and look for my my script, just bear with me a second. Oh Lord. And where is it? There it is. Um, we received an email. The young lady asked us to keep her name confidential. But uh, she writes, uh, Hey there, podcast crew. I just finished listening to the March 25th show where you were talking about Fast Pass Plus, and I feel the need to chime in. I was a recent Disney Dining cast member. Uh, I worked the phones, taking calls from guests who were making their dining reservations for their upcoming dream vacation. One of the questions you were asking each other was, I wonder if cast members are required to give information about FastPass Plus. I doubt they would want their cast members spending that much time on the phones, end quote. Well, I'm here to tell you that as part of my call requirement, the answer to that question is yes. If a guest did not mention anything about the app, we were to recommend for them to register online for it first, then download the app if they have a smartphone. Was I supposed to answer questions related to my Disney experience if asked? Absolutely. Was I supposed to stick to an average handling time of all my calls? You bet. But in Disney's eyes, you were to answer to the best of your ability any and all questions that the guests may have, regardless of how much time it took. 
so anyone who is calling Disney is being told to register for my Disney experience. Also, not all travel agents are as magical as yours. I spoke to quite a few guests who made their initial reservations via a travel agent, and they were completely unaware of the My Disney Experience apps and website. So I just wanted to set the record straight and bust the myth and say that most cast members are supposed to be mentioning to guests information related to My Disney Experience. I hope this helps you better understand the cast member role in this new system. Thanks for all you do, and have a magical day. So thank you very much for that. I appreciate uh, you setting us straight on that, and I'm happy to let everybody know. It's It's good to know that... Disney's attitude toward that is, yeah, we'd like you to yeah. maintain an average call time, but if uh, you know, it's more important that you answer everybody's questions. So, right. I wanted to make sure that we we corrected that. So, uh, with that, anything else for housekeeping? Yes, I do. I can't find my script either. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. If we don't go live. <laughs> yeah, we had some issues with live stream. Uh, today, unfortunately, and we're not able to actually broadcast live, but we're recording like we are. So, I have a message from the folks in, uh, uh, that plan the New England meet, and I'm going to read it to you as they send it to me. We're happy to announce that the fourth annual New England Disney meet will be held from October 3rd through the 5th, 2014. We had over 100 guesses, and out of the 98 correct responses, the computer <laughs> picked a winner. Congratulations to Craig Lordan. He guessed our next meet will be held in the historic and picturesque Plymouth, Massachusetts. Details about the meet and ticket sales will open up on the weekend of June 14th. We can't wait to see everyone at the event. Mm-hmm. Yep, Plymouth, Mass. That sounds, that sounds like a lot of fun. That's really exciting. I've never been. I'd, I'd love to yeah. see anything historical there. That would be really cool. guess my guess of Indian Casino was incorrect. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. Mm, excuse me. But that's uh, that's exciting. Looking forward to that meet. Of course, uh, we have the uh, New Jersey meet coming up uh, the end of of this month. Now that it's April, and we're looking really looking forward to that. And we've got a full house. They've sold out of their tickets for that event. So have a nice big crowd there. We'll be doing a show from there, and we're actually going to be doing a very different or slightly different uh, version of our show than we have, have normally done when we go go to the meet so we're kind of excited about that we're working on some things but uh, very very excited to go back home go see New Jersey <laughs> but uh, hey one other thing this is our last show for a month I know I'm going to miss you guys you're not going to Skype in from sure. Australia <laughs> from the middle of the Pacific <laughs> that's right uh, John and Kevin we're going to look for flight we're going to look for flight 370 <laughs> yeah that's well you're going to be in the right neighborhood are, so right around there but um all right, anything else for housekeeping before we move on to the poll results? Very shocking poll results, to be to be frank with you. But um, anybody? Shocking. Nope. It was. No, it really was some, I, I wouldn't, have, wouldn't have guessed this. If you had to guess what the three bottom, three lowest rated resorts on Disney property were. I would guess one would be Coronado Springs. Incorrect. Wow. Caribbean Beach. Always Incorrect. wrong. Port Orleans French Quarter. Incorrect. All-star movies. The all-star resorts. The all-star resorts are the three lowest-rated resorts. We received more than 1,500 votes this week. Hmm. And all-star sports, all-star music, and all-star movies are the three least-favorite Disney resorts. And why do you people stay there? Because they're cheap. <laughs> because they're cheap. crowded. Of the value resorts, Pop Century was, mm-hmm. the, was the most popular one. 
But uh, you'll see the all-star resorts didn't even get one. None of the all-star resorts even got 1% of the vote. Um, So we were really, really surprised. I was really kind of surprised by that because, you know, they are popular in terms of the fact that they're always kind of full. Mm -hmm. So the all-star resorts um, came in, uh, came in the bottom, came in the bottom three. Uh, What do you think make up the top three resorts? Animal Kingdom Lodge. Okay. Wilderness Lodge. Contemporary. No. The Port Orleans Riverside. Port Orleans Riverside. Yeah, uh, was uh, was number three. Good, actually, Um, and uh, that was that didn't really surprise me. Uh, Polynesian uh, came in at number two, which again didn't surprise me. But you want to know what just knocked me off my chair? The number one resort in our poll was Saratoga Springs. Out. Saratoga Springs Whoa. came in at number one never with just that. over, just under 17% of Why? the vote. 16.7. Wow. And if you believe that, April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Saratoga Springs. It was Animal Kingdom Lodge was yeah. the number one, uh, the number one resort, thir- just over 13% of mean? the vote. <laughs> did you guess it? I did. Well, that's an April Fool's joke. You win a, you a, a, a wonderful cruise in the South Pacific. <laughs> Um, you know, even on the Diz ratings and reviews, that's probably one of the most uh, popular. It is, uh, uh, and and by by a fairly good by a fairly good margin there, eleven point six percent voted for Polynesian, and thirteen point two went with Animal Kingdom Lodge, and uh, that is and that explains why. I mean, that's a that's one of the tougher ones to get mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, and the pricing. I've noticed the pricing in recent years, especially this year, prices of the rooms have definitely gone up. At Animal Kingdom Lodge, so I'm. Uh, every time I go to look for a room at Animal Kingdom Lodge, it offers me like the first offer it comes up with, like it'll be like you know Polynesian for three thousand and this one for thirty five hundred, Animal Kingdom Lodge for fourteen thousand dollars. It's always like a one bedroom suite <laughs> yeah. in concierge, yeah. and I'm like, but there are other rooms available. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like they want to discourage you from booking it. Yeah. You know, it's almost like they wanted to scoop because I guess they need them. You know, if you're comparing contemporary Polynesian and Animal Kingdom Lodge and the other two in the three thousand dollar range, and Animal Kingdom is at fourteen thousand, they'll you'll you'll pick one of the other ones. Yeah, I'm thinking that's it. But Animal Kingdom Lodge are a big winner, and our random we we pick one person at random every week from the people who answer our poll and give them a fifty dollar gift card. This week it is John Zimmerman who told me that. Uh, he was going to uh, use his $50 gift card to buy uh, Lapu Lapus at the mm-hmm. Tambu Lounge. So, glad we could help you on the road to yeah, rehab. So, that's two of those. <laughs> Is that a stripper? It's a drink. Oh. <laughs> it's a stripper, yes. Lapu Lapu. Works with, uh, what's her name? Uh, I thought it was like a dance. Like, like, you can get a lap dance at the lounge or something. <laughs> so, uh, we, will have, uh, we will have next week's poll at the end of our show. And uh, unless anybody else has anything for housekeeping, we're going to move on to Johnny with the news. All right. Our first news story. Disney area getting new $50 million apartment complex. Unicorp National Developments, Inc. has its hands full with retail projects involving Trader Joe's, Florida Blue, shops, restaurants, and the 425-foot Orlando Eye Observation Wheel. But it's also looking to cash in on the hot apartment market near Walt Disney World. The Orlando-based development firm is looking to break ground in September or October on Zen, a new $50 million, 
266-unit upscale apartment complex described as, quote, spa style near the Hyatt Regency Grand Cypress Resort. A project that size could bring hundreds of temporary construction jobs to the region while also providing more high-end apartment homes in the fast-growing West Orange County area. Maitland-based Slocum Platts Architecture is designing the complex, and Altamont Springs-based Roger Kennedy Construction is the general contractor. Somehow, I do not believe this is marketed to the people selling glow sticks on Main Street. <laughs> no, no, I'm guessing not. It's definitely not cast member housing. However, this sounds to me like what they might be going after is people who would want maybe a Golden Oaks type of location yeah. and amenities but can't afford Golden yeah. Oaks. Well, are these going to be rentals or are these going to be condos? Uh, I don't know. It didn't say in it the says apartment, so I assume it was just going to be like a rental. You know, it's tough because a lot of times, you know, depending on the market, they'll call things like condo apartments yeah. and they'll be for sale. This to me sounded was going to be like a rental, but maybe people would do is rent it out. But it's rare now that you find like an apartment complex in Orlando that's only apartments. Mm-hmm. You're going to live next to somebody who owns the place because yeah. for a while they all sold them. You know, during the real estate boom, apartments went condos and now they're back to apartments. So you're living, you know, it's you're living next to people who rent and who own. Uh, maybe also they're looking at something like short term rental markets. Yeah. You know, selling these and being for that type of thing, too. All right. Speaking, I just want to say, speaking of something that I just heard was being built in Orlando, is part of your news stories about the Shake Shack? Uh, it was just that the list of the things they were working on is Trader Joe's, uh, I Have you all been to Shake Shack? Shake Shack? No. It was a Shake Shack in New York City. It's like an old-fashioned burger joint, but they oh, have yeah. killer burgers and killer milkshakes. The line in New York City is usually wrapped around the block. Oh, I've heard about it in New York City, yeah. Mm. I've never been to a Trader Joe's. Is it like a Whole Foods? Type? No, I think it's more. I don't think it's that. You don't have to weave your own clothes to shop at Toy Trader Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in Trader Joe's includes hemp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next news story: possible new attraction coming to Universal Orlando that is not Harry Potter related. Rumors have been circulating about Universal Orlando Resort adding a new attraction that is not related to Harry Potter. But after the theme park filed plans with the Southwest Florida Water Management District, more curiosity about what the theme park may be up to has increased. News 13 reports that according to the Southwest Florida Water Management District, the project called, quote, Project 340 was locked in... (coughs) March 20th, and it's undergoing initial review with a deadline of April 19th. The construction area, which is sandwiched between Jurassic Park River Adventure and Dudley Do-Right's Ripsaw Falls within Universal's Islands of Adventure, is 4.15 acres. Some websites have speculated speculated that it could be the beginning of a King Kong attraction. And I'll say that if you've done the, I don't want to give too much of it away, but if you've done the King Kong attraction out at Universal Studios Hollywood, it would kind of fit in right next to Jurassic Park. Um, so that would make that would be a sensible place. Hmm. What kind of attraction it. is it? I've never been on. Is it a ride? It's a, is it it's, a, a it's a 3D, a very intense 3D uh, experience. Um, no, now on, in, in Universal Hollywood, you do it as part of the tram, the backlot tour. So you, they drive the tram into this, 
and you know as part of the tour so i don't so know so is it along like the spider-man kind of a attraction? no actually um you know they drive the tram in and then the tram stops kind of like earthquake it was more, oh, more okay. along the lines of earthquake okay. where a tram comes in and you're in the tram and Stuff you know happens. the tram yeah. is moving and then there's things going on around you in 3d that is extraordinarily realistic um, and very intense. Very cool. Okay. Very, very cool. This would be a huge, huge attraction. It's a big success out in out in Hollywood, Universal Hollywood. Definitely one of my favorite things out there. Yeah, that was that was really cool when yeah. we did that. They're going to have a real King Kong with, that uses the same technology as the Yeti. I think that would be wonderful. <laughs> you know, it just stays there. <laughs> exactly. It stands there lifeless. I was surprised at the size of this piece of land. 4.15 acres. That's a lot of land. Yeah. There. What was there before? Was there anything? Else? No, there's nothing there now. There's nothing there now. So, But it would, Craig, do you agree? It would fit, generally speaking? In terms of, sorry, I'm getting over a really bad illness, so I'm talking a little goofy. But uh, it, in general, it, it would be a nice fit for the area. But what a lot of people don't know about Islands of Adventure right now is that it's kind of themed on the literature sense. Um, thinking like Harry Potter, even though it uses characters from the movies, like the same actors from the movies, that was still a book series before. Seuss was a book series. Marvel, that's comic books, but still books in a sense. Toon Lagoon comics as well. So that, they had that kind of theme going, Jurassic Park. And then to bring in Kong would be the first like type of book series that wasn't put into the park. So... Uh, it, it doesn't fit in that sense, but I would. They need to make something out of that space. Well, there's, there's, there's no place, place. There's no place in Universal Studios no. where that would work. Not we would fit. Got rid of disaster. Of, right. Well, which would be okay with yeah. that. Yeah, but they're not. <coughs> I don't think they have any plans to as of now. So, well, to, they, there would be no way to retrofit disaster uh, to work with King Kong, at least the way it is out in Hollywood. So exactly. they would have to level that and yeah. do it again, which I don't think they're going to do. Um, so, I mean, from that standpoint, it does make sense. But it would be huge. It would be huge, and it would be the next big, aggressive thing Universal is doing to expand their uh, their parks. Uh, you were just uh, over at the media event for the opening of Cabana Bay. Yeah, yeah we were there uh, yesterday. Which is a new it's resort. A beautiful, beautiful resort. I tell you, they have something going on here. You know, Craig and uh Craig, you stayed there last night, and I can only imagine what it looks like at night. But it was yeah. uh, it was beautiful during the day. Oh, absolutely. Nighttime there is, it's kind of like actually being in a theme park with all the neon lights and special effects lighting all around. The nightlife isn't great, but... Yeah, it's still early, though. But, I mean, the, the theming, even... This is the first uh, Universal Resort that uses the bus transportation. The yeah. buses are mm-hmm. even... Uh, themed around the resort. There's even like a surfboard on top. The they look oh, like Woody's. Wow, oh, that's cool. Very cool. I gotta tell you, I I've seen this resort from the road from I four. Don't 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 judge it by that because <sighs> like I have a Russian gulag. I know I have too. But once you step in and you see the details, it'll change your mind. Okay, you have really to listen. Looks... You have to hear the music. You have to step into it to really feel. I it. think it looks great. Yeah, it, but you can't judge that, it from I four. That sure. appeals. That whole. Look, whatever you think, whatever you think about Universal, remember these hotels are Lowe's hotels, um, and Lowe's Lowe's runs an amazing hotel. They really do. They great, do great hotels. I've never had a bad experience at a Lowe's property. So, um, you know, but so exciting, exciting to hear what they're doing. But again, part of it's this is that aggressive Comcast spending money hand over fist 
to make these parks, um, and they're accomplishing it. They're making these parks real players, real players. Um, in the course of five years, Universal has gone from also ran to competitor. Um, and it's only getting stronger with this infusion of money coming in from, from Comcast. And uh, who knew there was so much money in cable? Oh, please. <laughs> Have you seen my bill? Yeah. Have you seen mine? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our third and final news story. Man charged with taking photos of boy in Disney World bathroom gets June trial. Joseph Sienzinski, 60, from Lansdale, Pennsylvania, who was charged with taking cell phone photos of a young boy in the bathroom of Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World in August 2013, had his Florida trial continued to June. Sienzinski is charged in Florida with, a felon, with felony video voyeurism of a child under 16 per court records. He faces up to 15 years in prison. According to the report, his lawyer needs more time to prepare for the trial. Police said Sienzinski was caught allegedly taking cell phone photos of an eight-year-old boy as he sat on the toilet in the restroom at the theme park. Mm-hmm. He allegedly took the photo from under a partition. The boy told his mother, and they tracked down Sienzinski in the bathroom by his shoes, police said. This was the only Hell thing... Larry Craig. <laughs> this was the only thing the boy had seen to identify his alleged voyeur. Uh, Sienzinski, a Boy Scout leader, told police he, quote, understood the allegations and wanted to resolve the, quote, minor misunderstanding. No photos of the boy were found on his cell phone, but there were photos of male genitalia, police said. Sienzinski is free on Florida bond on (coughs) $5,000 cash. He also posted his $25,000 cash bail after his preliminary hearing on a fugitive warrant. If he, they, is, he is banned from all Walt Disney World properties. Um, if they didn't find photos <clears throat> if they didn't find photos on his phone, they're going to have a very hard time convicting him. Um, it's just that simple. Um, and because they didn't find photos, I want to be really careful about what we say here because, you know, we don't know all the details. I mean, this doesn't sound good at all but you know it's all alleged it's all alleged it really is um and uh just i i'm I'm gonna leave it at that Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna leave it at that but (laughs) i'm like exploding i know i know (laughs) okay right you know the thought of it absolutely of course and that's it's perfectly understandable but i think it's important to note that the police did not find photos of this boy on this man's phone so in fairness, and unless he was wearing like Donald Duck feet or something, shoes often look alike. And it's it's tough. It's tough. So yeah, exactly. I, I'm not defending anybody or but accusing. At anybody. the same time, at the same time, you know, anytime a child says something happens, you got to pay attention. You don't oh, dismiss yeah. it. Um. So. All right. I guess. All right. That'll do it for the news. All right. Thank you, John. Uh, before we move on to rapid fire, we want to talk about our where in the world photo. From last week, we uh, put up a photo on our Facebook page of some rustic-looking pots and pans. Hmm, pop century. And um, <laughs> well, do these oh, guys know? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, a lot of you said Expedition Everest, and you were wrong. Uh, some of you uh, guessed that the picture was taken at Enchanted Tales with Belle in New Fantasy Law, uh, New Fantasyland, and you were also wrong. But if you guessed Liberty Tree Tavern, then you were correct. 
That is where the photos... That is where they cook your food. And However, <laughs> you lose anyway because that meant you were inside Liberty Tree Tower. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we actually had a, a pretty good experience there a few weeks ago. Did you? Yeah. yeah it was did a, you yeah, have that to... all-you-can-eat dinner? Yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was actually quite good. i got to be honest. It wasn't bad. Huh. It wasn't, you know, I've had, wor- I've had worse there. I've had worse there. Um, it was, you know, what put us what put us off a little bit was the gelatinous uh, gravy, gravy, which I posted on my on my Facebook page, and people were appalled. I tell you Could what. you take it out with one <laughs> one piece? It was it was actually very good gravy. It just wasn't warm enough to be a liquid. It, the gravy mold. Yeah, it was, it, it came out. Co- Warm and it would taste it really good, but after about five minutes, you could hold the the little gravy train or whatever thing up, and uh, it would just stick there. It would the gravy train. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, the gravy boat. <laughs> so that's what you had, gravy train. Isn't that, that a song? Makes sense, then. <laughs> Is that a dog food? <laughs> now for this week, we've decided to do another caption. This photo, and this one was taken last year on our trip to. Uh, Disneyland. We were at a character breakfast at the Plaza Inn when we spotted Rafiki sitting in a guest's wheelchair. So head out to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash disunplugged, and give us a caption for this photo. Rafiki sitting in a wheelchair. Where is that taken? That's at the Plaza Inn restaurant uh, during a character meal. And, and I got our meal you, was not the same after that. <laughs> it was. It was. It, I'm going to tell you something. Those characters were Great. phenomenal. They were like on parade. They it was were like wonderful. 800 of them and free range. And know? they were very interactive. It wasn't just the come by the table, pat the kids on the head, take a picture, and leave. These guys were like really into it. Yeah. Rafiki in particular was crazy. This was Disneyland, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the the we cool thing. The cool thing I liked about that is it wasn't that one table at a time, and here are you know the the big characters. It was it was literally a free for all. They would everyone, sit. They would yeah. sit at your table if there was room. They would. On our backstage, they just would walk around. Isn't that where yeah. we had breakfast one day, and it was at some point it was like, okay, you have to leave. <laughs> I have to eat now. They're very interactive. They're like, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So, head out to our Facebook page and give us your caption for the photo of Rafiki sitting in a wheelchair. And no, he he did not like throw a guest out of the wheelchair. The guest they, they, they were the guest transferred yeah. from a wheelchair to the table, and they were having a very very good time with Rafiki. So, um, all right, with that we will move on to rapid fire, and we will start with John. All right, my rapid fire is: Tables in Wonderland members enjoy discounted tickets to La Nuba. Uh, blah 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 blah. Category three tickets forty nine dollars plus tax. Category two tickets sixty nine plus tax. April first through May tenth, and May twenty seventh through May twenty eighth. Nice benefit for Tables in Wonderland members. That's a nice. Nice to see them doing that. Yeah. And I have a second one. I apologize. I didn't get you guys this to you. It came in this morning. Hot off the presses. Okay. Another Tables in Wonderland event. An evening at Markham's. This is exclusive to Tables in Wonderland people. Thursday, May 1st, 6 p.m. You're invited to join them for an uber-exclusive Markham's Restaurant located at Disney's Golden Oaks Club Mm. for an unparalleled culinary experience. Not only the esteemed talents of Chef Christian Rumpler and Chef Michael Somebody, 
And <laughs> well said. Select culinary personalities from across Walt Disney World Resort. Um, pretty cool. Get to go into Golden Oak and eat in there. That is yeah, very that exclusive. So, like, normally, can you not eat at that restaurant no. unless you no, live at Golden cannot. Oak? No, you have Correct. to. Yeah. So, Even, if I wanted to go there, I would have to go there with Anna, and she would have to get a special invite for me to go. So, saying the word Uber exclusive. And exclusive, yeah. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. Exclusive. that's good. Uh, $190 to $5 per person plus tax. How much is it? $195 per person plus tax, gratuity included. My guess is this is going to sell out quickly. There were only 30 spots. Well, wow. sold out as of reading, as of saying this. Right, probably as of this morning. So. Uber exclusive sold out. When did the tickets go on sale? Are they on sale now? Uh, I received this this morning, so I am assuming it went on sale right away. Uh, yes. It's limited to 30 guests. See, the only time I get call. anything from Tables in Wonderland is like the wave of American flavors nonsense. Right, exactly. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, for reservations, you can visit um, DisneyURL.com, T-I-W Golden Oak. Uh, the website will go live and begin taking reservations on Monday, April 7th, oh, okay. 2014 at 10 a.m. You want this so you can... Yeah, I'm going to... I think that's. Do you want to go? Should I make reservations for all We get back in Orlando at 4.30 that day. And then you go right to dinner. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I would be polite. All right. John and Kevin Kevin don't want to go. Somebody else want to go? Food? You guys should go. We would do it if we were going to be here, for sure. Too busy being in the South Pacific. Really? I'll have the grass skirts on. <laughs> not the not the cruise, the actual play. Right. We're going to wash those men right out of our hair. Oh, God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and there goes the game meter. Yeah, really. Mm. That's right. my rapid fire. Another tables that I assume I'm next. You're, you are next. Nice. Yes. <laughs> if I'm not, I'm going anyway. I have another tables in Wonderland event, April 19th. They're going to have something in Epcot at the East Hall World Showplace. It's a dinner. It's $95 a person. It starts at 5.30, and you get reserved seats to see the grassroots. They're going to have tastings from all of the outdoor kitchens. Uh, There will be Florida Fresh, Buttercup Cottage, the Smokehouse Barbecue, um, the Barbecue and Brews, and all of that. It is $95. The tickets are on sale now. And if you're interested, it sounds like a fun event. You know, I've never been to any one of the Tables of Wonderland's events, but I love Tables of Wonderland. I'll leave the house without my annual pass, but I will have that Tables of Wonderland card. It's, I, uh, we've yeah. been to several of them. Yeah. I agree. I was surprised that, um, and I'm sure we. I, I heard this at some point somewhere, um, took mom and my aunts out to dinner at uh, uh, Chef Paul uh, the other night. They don't take it anymore. They're not taking Tables of Wonderland. Wow. Which I was surprised. I, you know, I'm saying to myself, okay, we must have heard that on the show at some point, but apparently you guys don't even know that. So, yeah, yeah, Chef Paul, doesn't matter. It was still a ridiculously good meal. Um, Just an absolutely flawless meal. And it should have been for the price. And it was absolutely flawless meal. They only accept it for lunch. (laughs) We... We've what? been to se- I'm kidding. We've been to several of the Table in Wonderland the Tables in Wonderland event. But they've all been kind of special as far as I'm concerned. You know, going through um the great movie ride, going to the design group and going through the warehouse. Yeah. Those I get the ones for the wave. And you get to talk to the people who like grew the butter. And you <laughs> think that doesn't sound like much fun. All right. Well thank you, Kevin. 
Mrs. Whirling. Mine is the Easter egg display is back at the Grand Floridian, April 4th to the 22nd, 2014. It's where the pastry chefs make the edible Easter eggs. And there's, I think, 14 of them. There's a number of them. But I have a feeling they'll be upset if anybody starts eating those particular that, I know, but that's what When I read that, that's how I read it. They kept describing them as edible Easter eggs. And I thought, they're going to be annoyed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they bill it that way, but it really is a neat exhibit. And they have it set up so that you can see the front and the back side. It's worth going over if you're here in Disney World at the time. Go over and check out the Easter eggs. The front and back side of an egg. <laughs> they do that at Jungle Cruise, too. Yeah. You get to see the front and the now back this of the thing water. Really, the, the details in the eggs. Um, I did a blog about this in 2012, and we have pictures up on the website. Really intricate details yeah they look the beautiful you know do they do anything like the uh, gingerbread house where you can buy a little you know no. a miniature version of one no no they just have these set up on tables as sort of like as you come in um and you just sort of wander around and look at them they didn't turn this into a money maker for them yet yeah yet. yet but cool all right thank you kathy Corey. I have the uh, fittipaldi cup at the walt disney world speedway june 13th 2014 the exotic driving experience in 2014 Rolex 24 winner Christian Fittipaldi are putting on a half-day racing event at the Walt Disney World Speedway. The day's participants will drive supercars, streetcars, and carts in several different themed and scored events. Participants will have the opportunity to drive Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Audis, Nissans, and two six-lap experience. Fittipaldi has competed in every major racing series across the world. The event will be $999 per person. For information, call 855-822-0149 or click in the show notes page to read exactly what I just uh, read. <laughs> Christian Fittipaldi, I tell you what, I went to the, uh, the media event for the uh, exotic driving experience and I drove the, uh, the Ferrari. And at the end of the event, one of my good friends works over there and Christian hopped in the driver's seat of the same Ferrari I had just uh, took around the track and said, you want to go ride with him? I'm like, absolutely. So I grabbed it. I grabbed the camera, and I videotaped that entire thing. He took me, I think he took me around three times. It was amazing. I thought I did good behind the Ferrari, but getting in a car with somebody who knows this yeah. car, I mean, he took me, I think, I think we got up to like 138 miles an hour oh around that track oh. in a Ferrari. <laughs> he, it was something else. I mean, I... I was speechless. We had that video on YouTube. I'll have to. Yeah. See, yeah. But this will be else. another thing. It'll sell out, yeah. even at $999. Yeah. It'll yeah, sell out. Yeah. You know, I'm not a experience. race fan. I do like to go fast, like to fly low. But, um, you know, I wouldn't. You know, this doesn't really. Oh, my God. The, the places I could go. <laughs> <laughs> Stop serving those up to me on a silver platter. What are you going to say? I'm not a racist. <laughs> and he's on the down low. <laughs> but check it out if you're a race fan. All right. Thank you, Corey Dustin. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, pretty exciting stuff to talk about with uh, Star Wars Weekends. Um, this will be the judge of that. I was just going to say, we're going to judge you, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Star Wars Weekends uh, this year has had a lot of changes from the previous incarnations, including you know the fact that uh, Mark Hamill will be there and the potential uh, fireworks. I don't know if they've announced it or if that's a rumor. I can't remember if uh, the, is it definitely they're talking about having fireworks for Star Wars weekends. But one of the uh, new additions is the um, 
character dining, the Star Wars themed character dining that's going to be there during Star Wars weekends. And uh, there's two different experiences. There's the Jedi Mickey Star Wars dine that's going to be at the Hollywood and Vine restaurant. And they're also going to have a breakfast, uh, the Star Wars Galactic Dine-In breakfast at the Sci-Fi Dine-In. And all of this goes from uh, May 4th to June 15th. Uh, so the duration of uh, Star Wars um, weekends at the at the Hollywood and Vine dinner, they're going to have uh, Mickey and Minnie dressed up as the Star Wars characters, and then at the breakfast at the uh, Sci Fi Dine In, that's where they're going to have the actual Star Wars characters. It's all the villains: Boba Fett, Stormtroopers, uh, Darth Vader, and Greedo, I think. Um, but you can. Um, you can make your reservations. I know they're hard to get right now. I think mm-hmm. we we had tried to get one. But yeah, it's really tough to get. Yeah. Part of the problem is that the dinner is also a time when they were doing the Fantasmic Dinner Package. And some people's reservations were automatically changed to this new dining experience. Oh. And it's a little bit more, I believe, than the Fantasmic. Yeah. It's like 49 a person. Yeah. yeah. So people were being charged additional on their uh, cards for it. So that's one of the reasons is that it was the yeah. Fantasmic Dinner yeah, Package. The fireworks are part of... Star Wars weekend because that's what's replaced in hyperspace hoopla. Okay, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, Star Wars weekends this year. It's finally it's changing a little bit. So cool. There you go. Thank you, Dustin. Craig. Uh, yeah, we I think we already mentioned it once, but uh, pricing on the uh, to park your cars at the parks has increased. It's now seventeen dollars for a car, taxi, shuttle, limo, or motors- motorcycle up from fifteen. Uh, $18 for campers and trailers and $21 for buses and tractor trailers. And they also raised the price of valet parking. Yeah, it's $20. $20. Yeah. Yep. So that's it. All right. Before we get to next week's poll, I wanted to spend a few minutes talking about the new sparkling Illumination Sparkling Dessert Party at Epcot. We had a chance to experience that last week, and we have a blog going up either today or tomorrow. Uh about it. Um, it is a, a new dessert party, $49 per adult. That includes tax and gratuity and $29 per child. Let me give you the Reader's Digest version. Save your money. Um, uh, my, my first complaint with this was that uh, when we booked it and got the confirmation, it said the location for this was World Showplace. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, for those of you who know what World Showplace is, uh, it, it's the... Uh, what was supposed to be a temporary structure that was set up for the Millennium Celebration that is now used for special events. And I'm trying to think to myself, and it's located back behind uh, the area between the UK Pavilion and Canada. Yeah. I'm like, how the hell do you watch Illuminations from there? And of course, so we, I, but that's what it said. I don't, did we have the uh, screenshot? I don't have the screenshot of your phone, no. Okay, on, uh, on the blog, you'll see the screenshot from My Disney Experience, working well again. Um, says World Show Place, very clearly. So we figured, okay, let me just go and see. There's no way it's going to be there, but of course it wasn't. And the cast members around there were useless. We asked them, where's the Illumination Sparkling Dessert Party? And it was just a lot of blank looks. Um, and Isn't it behind the two towers? It's it's over in, what is it called again? I keep forgetting the name um, of it. Epcot Showcase Plaza, and it's exactly what Kathy's talking yes, about. Yes, that's where it is. So we finally, but we had to find it on our own because there were no signs up anywhere. There was nobody knew what this was. Wow. Um, well, we had seen them setting the tables up and stuff, but because we had thought that it was at World Showplace, we assumed that was a private party. Private party. Okay. Yeah. But you know, great. This is a great location. And, you know, for those who aren't familiar with where it is, as you're walking from Future World to World Showcase, it's right in front yeah. of you. Um, 
great location to watch illuminations from, no doubt. But there are a lot of good places around World Show, uh, Showcase to watch illuminations. You don't have to pay for it. So what this includes are desserts. There are select desserts from around, uh, from around uh, World Showcase. So they had like tiramisu from Italy, and they had uh, um, uh, this nice little vanilla pot thing from France. And uh, they had short. Uh, they had no. They didn't have no no creme, uh, creme brulee. They had shortbread cookies from the UK. Um, I don't have the list in front of me. I'm sorry. It's on the blog. Um, and the desserts were actually very good. It, I was surprised because. A lot of times you have desserts from Disney that look really good, but they've been run through a flavor vacuum and have absolutely no flavor at all. These were actually good. They were small, bite-sized, almost like appetizer-sized desserts. Uh, They had soft drinks out, and by soft drinks I mean water, lemonade, and iced tea, no sodas. Um, They had coffee out. Um, I want to point out the coffee was not Joffrey's. It's the old crap. Oh. Um, which really kind of ticked me off. Can so I get rid of it, huh? That I think, yeah. I think they're just going through their nuclear stockpile for, <laughs> you know, make sure Disney had coffee after the uh, the apocalypse. Um, and uh, so that was there. And in most cases, the coffee was lukewarm. It wasn't even hot. Um, getting hot water for tea was a real challenge for my mother. Um they do offer. They were offering three different champagnes, or champagne slash sparkling wine, and these were the three cheapest champagnes they could get their hands on. Andre. Now I don't drink. <laughs> no, it was yeah. It, it's the equivalent of. I mean, Asti Cinzano would have been a step up. Um, I don't drink, so I wasn't having any of this. Dustin had some. My mother had some. My mother, who is nobody's definition of a critic said it was disgusting. That was, that was her word, disgusting. Worst glass of champagne she'd ever tasted. Dustin questioned whether or not there was any alcohol in it. I'm pretty sure I was more sober after it than I was going into it. And this is somebody who really, you know, you give him two glasses of wine and he's, he's looped. Yeah. And he had three glasses of this and was fine. I overheard somebody uh, at the party ask if this was non-alcoholic champagne. Um. They had two specialty stations set up, one doing churros, one doing donuts, and they were doing them in a mixture of, it was like brown sugar and um, uh, uh, Bacardi 151 rum and Kahlua Kahlua coffee liqueur. And they would do them without the liquor, if you ask, which I did. Um, And they were very good. And they were making them up there, and they were making, you know, they're very... I will say this. The cast there was wonderful. They were excellent. They were really friendly, very helpful. Um, And the desserts were good. Those are the only two things I could say about this. If you're going for the... But for $50 a person, if you're going for the booze, for $50 a person, you can get a couple of nice glasses of champagne and find a good place to watch Illuminations and save some money. Um, I thought it was a complete and utter ripoff. Uh, Was there seating? Could you sit... No, there were tables. There were tables set up. There were tables set up. And uh, Dustin, do we have the uh, video queued? We do. Do we have a video that Dustin uh, put together for a couple minutes? So let's go ahead and play that to kind of give you an idea. For those of you listening, um, you can uh, check the video out on YouTube. We'll have links to it in the show notes page. And as I said to Dustin last night when I looked at that, uh, he made the dessert party look much better than it deserved. <laughs> it looked like it was great. It had light-up tables and things and were happening. Like I said, the desserts themselves were good. Uh, the, the spot to watch Illuminations was good. 
Uh, the coffee was crap. The hot water was cold. There were no sodas. Um, and uh, the, um, the champagne is literally as cheap as they could possibly get away with for $50 a person. So you have to be the judge of whether or not you think that's, that's worth it for you. Um, personally, it's not something I would do again, especially not, not drinking. That It doesn't make any sense. Um, um, but even for you know somebody who does drink, like I said, you know my mother. When my mother says, "Oh, this champagne's disgusting," <laughs> that's that's pretty much as bad a review as you're going to get. Yeah, and I think a- another important thing to note is that p- a portion of this area had originally be- been used for some of the fast pass uh, reservations for illuminations. I'm not at this point. I'm not exactly sure how that affects that, uh, but where you could uh, you could book fast passes for that location. So it used to be accessible seating. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what I remember it as was handicap accessible seating. So. Katie used to work that when she was on the college program, and depending on which way the wind blew, was whether or not you could actually sit there. So well, that was an issue for us that night. They wouldn't let us all the way up to the railing. They had us back okay. because of the way the wind was blowing. We weren't allowed. Normally, you would have been able to use the entire space, but they had a lot of that space cut off because. Uh, okay because of the wind but they still did the party anyway and it was still a great place to watch illuminations from no question about it mm-hmm. but i can't i can't with any in good conscience recommend anybody spend 50 dollars on that i agree with you and or 30 dollars for your kids i mean i just don't think unless your kids are going to eat like the other thing that bothered me unless your kids are gonna eat a lot of desserts uh the other thing that bothered me was that this started at eight o'clock by eight thirty, they were already breaking down dessert stations really Wow. Um, and they were consolidating. And I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For that much money, you keep replenishing that dessert until 9.15 when was, people are walking out after illumination. It also looks like there were a lot of people there. It wasn't like... It was a, a decent-sized crowd. crowd. No, mm-hmm. it was there was a good number of people there. We actually ran into a few listeners. So, hi. Um, but uh, I was very disappointed by it. I was very disappointed by it. But uh, we wanted to include that in this week's show. And uh, before we close, though, we want to give you our poll topic for next week. Uh, since we did uh, favorite, resor- favorite resorts, we thought we'd ask favorite nighttime show uh, in, uh, in honor of our dessert party experience. Um, so we want to know, what, uh, what is your favorite nighttime show at Disney World? Wishes, Illuminations, Main Street Electrical Parade, Fantasmic. Those are your four choices. You can go out to facebook.com slash disunplugged to vote. And as we do every week, we will select one person at random and give that person a $50 Disney gift card. So uh, let us know what your favorite nighttime show. What's yours? Illuminations. Illuminations. World of color in Disneyland. Yeah, we're on this coast, though. All right. Um, The Main Street Electrical Parade. Main Street Electrical. Illuminations, but not in the park. Oh, from a resort? Yeah. Okay. I don't like being in the park for it, but I like seeing it from a distance. We can hear it every night from our house. Preferably in my rearview mirror as I drive away (laughs) (laughs) off Disney World property. Sorry, Kathy. Yeah, Patrick? I'm Illuminations also. Illuminations? I have have to go with Illuminations as well. (laughs) Me too. Hey, Sorry. Don't worry. Greg okay. went with us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's illuminations for me too. But wishes has a very special place yes, in my heart. Yes, I like it too. Um, just, I think one of the most phenomenal fireworks shows you'll ever see in your life. I th- should we? Oh, 
Should we what? I was going to say, should we include um, Celebrate the Magic or whatever it's called at this point? Um, the Castle Illumination Show as well. Should we? Should we add that to the list? Is that a nighttime? Yeah, Does that go hand in hand with it wishes? It basically goes hand in hand with wishes now. They run it every single night with it. Yeah. Um, they they run it even whenever they can't do with. wishes. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of one and the same anymore. Okay. Okay. So just no. a question. So no is the answer to your question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, that is going to do it for us uh, for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Take care, everybody, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a great week. <laughs>